Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Top Speed 160 podcast. This is a show that aims to keep you entertained, engaged, and informed with things in our ordinary lives that we don't notice or question. I'm your host, Albert, and thanks for supporting our podcast. Happy New Year, everyone, and welcome back. We're deep into the sports season. Big games like the just concluded college football national championships, the NBA games, divisional rounds of the National Football League, as well as the African Cup of Nations. As fans, we're out there cheering for our favorite team with excitement and disappointment through the highs and lows. The TV cameras even zoom in on the celebrities that are in attendance at the games. For example, Taylor Swift, who just recently started dating Travis Kelsey, one of the tight ends in the National Football League, or Eminem attending the Detroit Lions games. But in the middle of every game, going almost unnoticed, is another team hard at work. This team is the team of referees or the sports officials at the games. This is the team of officials wearing striped shirts. Pause and think for a moment. When was the last time you noticed the referees in any of the games that you ever watched? When was the last time you actually thought about the referees in any of the games that you're watching? As a famous quote by Drew Curtis goes, you don't notice the referee during the game unless he makes a bad call. Despite the myths and misconceptions, the reality is that officials, especially at the big games, are at the top of their profession. Much like the best athletes, they have devoted years of training to their craft, developed a vast range of skills and experience, and made it through a seemingly endless selection process to get to the highest level. In the NFL, for example, there are only 121 officials that have the privilege of working in the NFL. Here's an interview that I did of a former college football referee. Where did you learn how to become a ref? From a high school level to uh, the D2, that's, you know, that's easy to answer. It's like I know the game. I grew up around the game, played the game, all through high school sport. And then when I went out to fish it, it just, you know, you know the basics of it, but the rest of it, when you first know it and get out there, you take what you know and learn the mechanics, you know. Learn the mechanics. The mechanics is what you need to do, where you need to be to appreciate the game. That's the mechanics. Okay. Then you want to make sure you know the rules. You got to know the rules. The rules will get you in big trouble quicker than a little bit. And I just like no different. You know, offense is supposed to be loving. Supposed to be 22 people on the field at one time for a normal game. So, love them on offense, love them on defense. You, if I'm responsible for counting defense, you're responsible for counting offense, you better not you better not let 13 out there. I mean, 12 get out there or 13. If 10 out there, I can't make you come put that 11th person out there. You may not want this. My thing is to make sure it's not more than 11. Now, on a kickoff, 
you know, any kickoff, you tell the coach, hey, you short one. Coach be like, hey, coach, you missing one. Hey, y'all missing one, you know. But normal play, you can never, never, never uh, that get you in trouble. You got to have uh, strong support, too, because it, it'll take you away from your family on Saturday and going a lot, driving up and down the road, you know, especially at the D2, D3, because where you going, and there's no planes. <laughs> oh, there's no planes, but it's all car driving. Plus, the younger you are, the earlier you start in, in life, the better for you. The older you are, the harder it is, because they look at you down there, you're too old, you know, to move around. In high school, they'll take old guys all day long because they need minutes they can out there on the field. So, so look at you working a D3 game and you got to go travel for three hours or four or five hours just for two, 200 or $250, you know. You're like, is that worth it? But you got to pay your dues to get there. Right. And you do it. But the thing about it, I can 
I can be working with this guy so long and give it, do it the way he want me to do it. And then I go work with somebody else and I miss it. And they can be like, nah, like, you missed that. How did you get that? Because I, you know, my bad. You know, so you might get a pass on that one, you know what I mean? Because you missed it that one time. But if you miss it again, you know, because you told you want that, you know, you can, you can be messing up. You have to stay in the game, like they say. You got the white hat, and everybody else has to work together, along with the white hat. The white hat is only going to be the one that he have an assignment to do like everybody else do, and he's going to just do the penalty administration. That's what the difference with him and the rest of them. He the one that announced the penalties. So is it like the person in the center, the one we always see on TV, is he the one that ultimately has to make the call? You got to tell him what you saw, and he got to make up. There you go. Yeah, that's correct. That's called a white hat. His title on the field is the referee. They call us all ref. No, we all officials. The position on the field is a referee. So the referee is the one with the white hat. The true ref is the guy on the field who's the referee. So the guy in the middle is the guy with the most experience, or that's just his title? He's the one running the show. Nah. It has nothing to do with it. You're all a team about that. He can be the one with the least experience, but he got good support around other officials. Or it can be all rookie crew out there. You'd be surprised. You know this year, I think uh, last year, another female came into the NFL league. So I think it was like two or three females no? in the league doing football. So. I was reading a book about scorecasting and the hidden influence behind how sports are played and games are won. By Tobias Maskowitz. And he's saying that sometimes in the fourth quarter, for example, depending on the league, I guess the NFL, they try not to do big calls in the fourth quarter, especially in close games. Is that something you uh, you see? They try, no, you try you try to stay away from it. But if if it's blatant, you better not miss it. You better have the ball to throw your flag. Mm -hmm. They try, yes, they try to avoid it. But if it's blatant, you better drop your flag. Because they they would look at you and say, you don't have the ball to call to throw your flag when the game is on the line. Okay, just because the game on the line, you do a pass at a field or a takedown, and I don't throw it, they're going to have me down at the missed call, and then they're going to start questioning. Maybe you have the integrity of the ball to do it. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it, basically, you got people who say, hey, I want all that come out with, come out with. And then you got those people like, man, please don't do nothing. Please don't do nothing. Just be clean, be clean. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> it's like, man, are you, are you kidding me? Again, you got to remember the reason that because you got cameras on you. You got film on people watching. So you don't want to be, hey, as they say, you don't want to be that guy. You do not want to be Speaking of being that guy, so are there like people that, that I guess, are you supposed to or not supposed to bet on the games? It doesn't matter which game. Oh, no. No. Oh, man, the official betting on the game, he's doomed. If I ever call official betting on the game, he's doomed. Okay, officiating on games, you can't bet. Period. It better not be your game or nobody. You cannot. A true NFL official cannot be caught in base. 
if he go there, he must let his coordinator or his boss know, I'm going out to Vegas with my family for such and such or whatever reason, you know what I mean? It better be it better be reported because you have to vote or you have to stay away from that, right? Because they think you have to throw any legal stuff in. You can't do it. What about fantasy football? Oh, I think they stay away from all. Anything that can have money tied to it, the best for them is just stay away from it. If it's a really good game, you still need to keep your focus on um, like what's happening in the field. Oh, man, that's called ball watching. We never ball watching. We never, as an official, we never supposed to be ball watching. Yes, you might, yeah, you at the game, but you have an assignment to do, too. So, basically, I'm keying in in this zone for penalties and things that, I mean, looking for a violation or a foul might occur in here. And that's it. So I'm not looking over it. So somebody will say, did you see that run? Did you see that? Did this here? Yeah, I probably won't see it because all depends on where it occurred. Because I'm looking at somewhere across the field and I missed something that broke out like a fight or something cheap right in my area. Because I'm ball watching, that gets you in a lot of trouble. I can only tell you my experience to my level, but it gets deeper the higher you go up. But the thing about it, if you look the part, you can move look good, and, you, and your stature is right. And everything, if that's what you want to do, all you got to do is stay clean. Learn the rules, learn do the game, and just be patient sometimes. Be patient. Throughout history, sports officials have played a crucial role in maintaining the integrity of competitions ensuring fair play and upholding the rules of the game. The roles of officials have evolved from informal judges in the ancient times to highly trained and specialized individuals in contemporary sports. The history of sports officiating reflects the development and organization of the sports as cultural, social, and competitive activities. These individuals are not only physically fit but also have mental toughness. The main thing is to always be calm, control what you can control, go out there, be confident, and own your position. These are the words from Maya Chaka, the first female African-American and the second woman to be had as a sports official in the National Football League. Before she was officially hired by the NFL, she had trained with them for about seven years. Other qualities that sporting officials possess include resilience. Referees often face criticism from players, coaches, and fans. Mental toughness enables referees to stay focused on the game and not let external opinions affect their decision-making. Ability to handle pressure to take unbiased decisions under challenging circumstances, as well as the ability to acknowledge and learn from errors without dwelling on them. As with any other high-demand profession, officiating sports at the highest level takes a lot of preparation and review before, during, and after the game. To take a quote from the NFL operations website, quote, every week officials take the field ready to put months of preparation, training, and hard work on display, knowing that the whole world 
and the officiating department is watching. Referees get hate mail. Nobody likes referees. Maya Chaka said at a public speaking event in New York. As Alex Ferguson, the famous soccer coach, once said, you cannot applaud a referee. However, next time you watch a game, take the time to appreciate the officials' hard at work to give you the best experience you have come to expect and deserve.